0: Welcome to In The Loop, a podcast by Civic Duty at Rice. I'm Nishant. I'm Connor.
1: I'm Lauren. And I'm Leia.
2: So today we, um, because it's the last episode of the year, we kind of wanted to do something different from normal. Usually we pick a topic and then we, you know, try to look into it a little bit, maybe even get a guest to talk about it. But this time we wanted to go over all the topics that we talked about in the past and maybe pick out our favorite one and just kind of update on things that might have happened in the news related to that topic or any other thoughts we have and just kind of expand on that. Yeah, a little bit of a best of, a little bit of a favorites,
0: a little bit of a family episode to end out the year. So do we have any current events before we start, Leah?
1: So this week, Flint, Michigan finally, finally, finally received the money that it needs to fix its water system. So that means that Flint will be getting clean water and Amazing. we're pretty sure that it's us on this podcast who mentioned it about every third episode. You
3: heard it here first, folks. It was us. It, <laughs> it was is. us and our 30 listener fan base. Y'all are the realist for getting Flint the seventy seven million dollars they deserved.
0: <laughs> for every one of y'all that
3: that's <laughs> <says laughs> <it> Donald, <alive. laughs> we're so glad you're listening. We thought you'd be a huge
1: fan.
0: <laughs> yeah. So among another or uh, among other current events, but I think we're gonna just like Dive straight in and talk about our favorite episodes. So, who wants to go
2: first? Connor, go. All right. Well, one of the episodes that I've come to like more that I <laughs> right. than the other, the one that's not the,
3: the middle favorite line. child, <laughs> okay.
0: not the redhead <laughs> stepchild of the no. Episodes. It's
2: just because it was. It's a topic that I've become more interested in recently, and that was the criminal justice reform one that we uh, we recorded with Dr. Worth on campus. And he basically told us a lot of the stuff that was going on with the criminal justice reform movements across the country. And so basically, uh, I feel like a lot of it hasn't really changed since then. But some big thi- a big thing that I read about was the Trump administration passing the what they call the First Step Act, which was a lot of uh, prison reform. So that was supposed uh, in order to reduce recidivism, which is when pe- uh, people get out of prison, they don't reoffend. So it was a whole uh, program trying to reduce that, which included stuff surprisingly like increasing uh, female hygiene in prisons. So that's cool. Uh, Some of the criticism is that it doesn't really address sentencing reform, which is another really big part of criminal justice reform. Uh, Examples like how drug crimes for drugs that are more common in African American communities are usually much harsher than ones found in more white communities. But uh, at least it's something you know and then there's a bunch of other little things across the country for example right here in Houston there's the whole bail bond issue so in 2017 a judge ruled the, our bail bond system as unconstitutional federal judge and then uh, the state legislation has been having an effort to improve that or to reform that so that it's more fair the problem that they found was that people committing the same offense like misdemeanors usually some could afford the bail that was set and some couldn't even though they had the same offense so they wanted to change that, and they might—they're thinking about implementing a risk assessment tool, maybe an algorithm, which some people don't trust because it's an algorithm. But at least something is being done, or they're trying to find something that might work. And I am excited to see how that goes in the future.
1: Yeah, and Kim Kardashian studying to be a lawyer, so that's, that's right, a W yeah. for the criminal <laughs> justice reform so community. Just truest social justice warrior.
0: <laughs> I'm a big fan. Honestly, Honestly like, like, i am getting her a lot yeah. of hate.
3: And I mean, like, if you're going to grind, at least she's going to, like, that's a killer platform to advocate for social justice reform on. Not take We Stand Kim and her future bar.
2: Yeah. Um, I will say I respect it more than what she did before. I respect what she did before equally.
0: I
3: respect Kim Kardashian for making that much of a career for not just her, but her entire family. People, apparently, she, I mean, she has to be really smart. And, like, everyone who meets her says she's really smart because she literally made a business off of them doing nothing. They, like, existed. And now they're like, hello? Anyways, we stand Kim Kardashian in this house. Yeah. That's all. That's a nonpartisan viewpoint. You're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Civic duty bringing you <laughs> the real news.
0: So, moving away from Kim Kardashian, as hard why? as it is going to be. I know, I know. I would love to <laughs> keep yes, talking. Yes, but Why? <laughs> why would you ever? One of my favorite episodes that happened this season is the toxic, toxic Masculinity episode. That was a good one. Where we had Joshua and Jacob talk to Lauren and I about... The dangers of toxic masculinity, what it looks like. I learned the word hegemony, which is the technical term for toxic masculinity. Um, I might be saying that incorrectly. It's
3: hegemonic masculinity. Hegemonic is masculinity. Is the term you're looking for. Was hegemony is was a political hegemony, science term. Yeah, hegemony. <laughs> <laughs> going Hegemoni- back to Dr. Wirth's class. Well, yeah.
0: Hegemonic masculinity. You learn something new every day on this podcast. But I loved that episode because we talked about different things about how it looks, what the efforts are being made to fix it. Um, the group Healthier Masculinities at Rice, which is still going strong. We highly recommend that you join them. Also, one of the best things about that episode was we talked about toxic masculinity and intersectionality and what it looks like when you have to deal with different communities with opposing views, like as a person who's both part of an Indian community and part of the LGBTQ community, and um, a male myself, a person who identifies as a male, all those different aspects and what it looks like when different parts of your Identity are clashing with each other on what you should be doing and what the right way to be is. So definitely an amazing episode. I highly recommend listening to it if you're thinking about how to be better, how to be a person that advocates not only for um, groups that need advocating for, but also learning more about yourself and learning how to be better as as a person who identifies as male and might have toxic tendencies. I would highly recommend that. Um, Unfortunately, um, in other countries, that's still an issue. Um, Recently, out of Bangladesh, there was a story of an 18-year-old girl who tried to um, report her principal for um, sexually assaulting her, and she was actually burnt to death because of that, which is an unfortunate circumstance. But as we can try every day to work on ourselves, we can also inspire change internationally. So I really hope that you all listen to that episode and work and see what you can do um, in your communities, and hopefully all, all of our communities will work together to make a national voice out of it, and hopefully even an international impact.
1: Um, so my favorite episode of the season was the one where we talked about immigration enforcement. Um, it was my favorite episode mostly because I learned so much. Um, I feel like Jill, who was the guest who we had, mm-hmm. was so knowledgeable, and literally the entire time she was talking, my jaw was just like dropped, because I was like, I can't believe that there's so much that I didn't know about this especially as someone who comes from an immigrant background who kind of feels like that's an important part of her identity. Um, I was just shook, to be honest. Um, And um, a lot of the stuff that she talks about in the episode is still really relevant. A a lot has basically just not changed. Um, ICE is still working in communities to detain those that they think might be um, undocumented immigrants. And there's also... A lot that hasn't changed with the Department of Homeland Security policy of separating uh, families at the border. So I really encourage you to go back and listen to that episode if you haven't, because you will most likely learn something about the issue. Um, The only real change is that Kirsten Nielsen has resigned um, from the top post at the Department of Homeland Security. But um, to be honest, that doesn't really change much in terms of the day-to-day, which is a lot of what we talked about in the episode.
2: And with that one, I'd, I'd probably encourage any listeners to like have a dialogue about what's going on at the border because there is a problem with the amount of people uh, coming into the US right now and then to the just to the point where they're having a hard time figuring out what to do with all the people down there. So try to talk about it with people. What do you think should be done? What do you think would be a good direction to head? What do you criticize? Yeah, if nothing
0: else, no matter what side you're on, talk to your legislators like, Talking to each other is really good, like starting a conversation. I think like this is just a tenet of civic duty at Rice, is the idea that talking amongst your community is definitely important to get up civic engagement, but action is reaching out to those legislators and saying, this is what I think. I really hope as your constituent that you will follow up on this or give me some sort of response, some sort of idea of what is going on in the community or what is going on in terms of legislation to make this change that I'm hoping to see happen. So definitely reach out to those legislators if you're feeling anything particular or feeling like particularly strong about anything going on in the border crisis or honestly any of the topics we've talked about in this um, season.
1: Yeah, in particular, the Texas Legislature is in session right now as this episode is being posted and will be for another um, little bit more than a month. So um, if you haven't made it a priority to reach out to our representative here at Rice, Sarah Davis to um, express your opinion about an issue that you feel really passionately about, I would really encourage you to do that um, because now is the time where she has the opportunity to potentially advocate for policies that her constituents believe in. Nice,
3: yeah, no, that was a good one. I think my favorite one, which I maybe was the first one that I actually like hosted was the human trafficking episode we did where we had, like, my boss from a second cup, Brooke Evans, come, and also a uh, Rice student, Sarah Sozin, and United Against Human Trafficking intern, and, like, I guess I didn't learn as much from that episode, just because that's kind of a policy area and, like, a social issue I'm very passionate about and familiar with, but especially since, like, getting kind of senti, it was, like, my first episode on the podcast, and it got to be about something that, like, I'm so passionate about and, like, love to educate people on. That one just, like, is a, a fond podcast memory for me. Um, I think the one I learned the most from was probably the gentrification episode we did um, with Nia from mm-hmm. Sid. Honestly, like, not to be rude, but I didn't, like, expect a lot from that episode. Like, I thought gentrification was, like, pretty, like, straightforward. You know, like, I'm on Twitter. I, I get it. <laughs> um, but just, like, the way that Nia, in particular, like, spoke about it and, like, the depth with which she could, like, explain, you know, these... Because one thing that I'd never been able to answer is, like... But how do you gentrify without gentrifying? Like, how do you genuinely, like, improve communities? And she, like, answered that so eloquently and talked about, like, all the different ways to engage communities and, like, talk to people, um, which just kind of helped me reconceptualize that issue. Uh, I guess gentrification, we don't really have a whole big call to action on that one. But for human trafficking... Um, I guess the update that I kind of gave on the podcast, but it's becoming like more of a thing, is that we'll have an international justice mission chapter at Rice next year, um, founded by me. So this is kind of another self-promo, but um, I'm really excited about it. They're a really cool international organization that fights trafficking on a lot of different levels. Um, So really hope to see some people come out for that once we get it off the
1: ground next semester. And how can they get in contact with you if they're interested?
3: Oh my goodness, you can message me on Facebook, or you can email me at lab, L-A-B, 25 at rice.edu. Wow. Please join my club.
0: You should. I think political efficacy and community efficacy starts here at Rice, especially because Rice is such a strong and um, well-known community that supporting um, a new club like that, especially something with such a noble cause, is the best way to get... Um, involved locally, and hopefully expand that into a more community-based in Houston and even, like, a citywide to a nationwide um, movement. So, awesome. Please, please, please support Laura. She's amazing. Also, a great time to hang out with So, if nothing <laughs> else, like...
1: Don't write a Miss Encounters post about her. Just show up. To, or do <laughs> both. Okay, yeah. look, I haven't gotten one yet. <laughs> haven't I haven't about
0: gotten it. one, and I've been here.
2: I graduated.
0: Like, yeah,
3: same.
2: Michelle, hmm? <laughs> all that means is that all of your secret admirers are not bold enough to <laughs> no, right. cowards! <laughs>
1: <laughs> or they're all bold enough to walk up to you in person.
2: True. Mm. Nobody's walking up
0: to me. <laughs> <laughs> they're cowards.
1: They're
0: unworthy. Have you met me? I have, anyone that has thrown a slide-up actually just, I will run up to them. <laughs> Would you like to... <laughs> But we digress. We hopefully this <laughs> will get edited out of the podcast. Will really? it? <laughs> Who <What>? knows? <laughs> TBD. Stay
3: tuned. <laughs> yeah,
0: if you want to reach out to me because I'm lonely. <laughs> <laughs> you can reach me at nl 19 at rice.eu for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Email missed encounters
0: directly. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get a Until I. you not I. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Until I switch over to my alumni EDU. Go ahead and just send it over.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll forward one to the other.
0: Please, thank you. Okay. Okay, so
3: we digress. <laughs> All right, fam. Any topics y'all wanted to do an episode about this season that we didn't get to?
0: I wanted to do an episode. And I was really hoping it would happen, but I think um, between doing the survivor survivors of sexual assault and doing the toxic masculinity episode, um, we didn't have time to do an episode about sexual health, which is something that I'm really passionate uh-huh. about, especially here at Rice, because like it's college, and a lot of people, especially coming from like either more conservative areas or more conservative high schools, really, especially like as a person who went to high school in a very small town in the middle of Texas got a absolutely poor version of um, sexual education in high school. So, especially at Rice, there's an there's a group called Rice Reproductive Justice and they do um and they do an event called Sexual Education 1.0 every fall and then they started to do a uh, an event called Sexual, edu- sexual Education 2.0 every spring where they literally just break it down. They have somebody come in from Planned Parenthood. They have someone come in from the Mantra Center to really break down what all of your options are, what all of your um, like ways of getting um, contracept- contracept- oh my god contraceptives. Yeah. Um, what it looks like to be a sexually active person. Um, all the different things. Also, especially as a person of the LGBTQ community, I have never ever heard of like what my options were or what the dangers were. Um, as a person who decided to um engage in in congress with men (laughs) Um, because i'm from the south so that's what we call
3: it
0: (laughs) but like i digress in the way that i really really hoped that we would have talked about sexual health like what that movement looks like especially um trying to get people more educated because it's a really big problem um a lot of people who don't understand what um safe sex looks like what your options are what what options could look like if condoms, etc. aren't available. They're actually really viable, like, I hate to say it, but like DIY ways to, like, create contraceptives for you or create a safer situation. Um, And especially as a person who was taught abstinence only is the only way to stay safe or not have a child or stay um, STI free as a person, I really, really hope that eventually, um, in the loop, we'll do an episode about of sexual health and how one can uh, get involved with rights for reproductive justice how someone can support um, The movement to get contraceptives or get even like feminine care products like tampons pads, etc to women or homeless women in the community that really need them so Would love to see an episode like that in the future or just would love for y'all to get more involved with these with these um, events even if it is just attending and figuring out a little bit more about yourself And honestly, just getting over the idea that it's a taboo topic that we can't talk about. So that's the the one that I was hoping to talk about this semester.
1: If you guys are um, at all interested in that, I would recommend an episode we did in season one of the podcast where we talked about CTIS and kind of in its first iteration what it looked like and sort of basically took a critical lens to the course. And I know that they're making some changes, um, but that was definitely a good conversation and a way to sort of dip your toes in the water. Uh, when it comes to sexual health here at Rice. Just a small plug for ourselves. <laughs> always. So, the topic that I always, always want to talk about um, as I sit here with my Teach for America water bottle while we're recording this is um, school segregation and sort of the. I think that everyone who has gone to school in the United States has sort of a baseline awareness of the fact that there is generally inequality within our school system. Um, and that the quality of your education is really dependent upon essentially the zip code in which you grew up. Um, and a lot of that has to do with school segregation, which is not technically legal, but oftentimes happens sort of by default in a lot of communities, especially urban communities. And so, um, I would really love to talk about that. I could talk about it endlessly, um, there's a lot of really great resources here at Rice, though, if that's something that you're interested in learning more about and sort of about why inequality persists within our education system. Um, so the Houston Education Research Consortium is here on campus. They're part of the Kinder Institute and headed by Dr. Turley, who is, like, so badass and is who I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> um, and she writes a lot about inequality in, with, in education um, here in Houston and kind of more broadly in the U.S., um, and the Kinder Institute publishes a lot around the topic. And then, additionally, there's a whole bunch of classes here at Rice that touch on this. Um, so Dr. Truly teaches a class called Sociology of Education. Um, I took a class that I'm not sure is offered anymore. Um, but there's a couple classes within the education department. So even if you're not interested in going into education in the future, if you're just looking for like an interesting, fun time class, um, I really recommend checking out classes that are in the like EDUC course code, because those are all really interesting, too. Okay.
2: I didn't realize that Turley was in charge of HERC. hmm
1: Yeah.
0: Lauren, do you have an episode you wish that happened this semester?
3: Yes, I just thought of one. I remembered. Um, one thing that I kind of wanted us to do that for a lot of reasons like didn't really end up being possible was like a more in-depth look at candidates for the midterms. Um, Which was difficult, obviously, for a lot of reasons, and like taking a non-part go trying to as a non-partisan group talk about different campaign platforms is kind of like can be iffy, Um, and obviously there's it's a lot of information to put into one podcast, but hopefully like looking at twenty twenty and all of that that we can come up with a way to at least give a little more information than just telling people to vote, but actually like go a little more in depth in an episode about either candidates or like voting procedure or just something because i think we did a really good job encouraging people to vote for the midterms but i wish we'd done a little more like talking about what we were voting for um so i was in a conversation about uh, prop b the other day and it came to my attention that a lot of people like didn't really know like the full story of it which is something that like it would have been cool to talk about as something that was on the ballot um so that's something i wish we had done and that i hope we do in the future
0: as a person who was the person who was uneducated about I was property. trying to not expose no, you, you. <laughs> no I am here to be exposed about my uneducated my uneducation on this these topics because honestly it more speaks to the issue that is how difficult and confusing voting can be for a person who like I did try and spend time to look at like candidates I spent time to look at different things I didn't try and vote like straight party I look try to look through all the uh, measures and ballots but It just is a very hard process. Like, and, like, it is just, it's very difficult, like, trying to be a student, trying to vote. Um, I would love, would have loved an episode like that or to be on an episode like that so we could break down more contentious um, bills so people know exactly what they're voting on.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's an episode that I really wanted to do, especially because, um, so, Civic Duty does a lot and we try to work really hard to educate voters about, what's on the ballot, but it's sort of difficult to talk to people in person and kind of give them a quick explanation because a lot of the things that were on the ballot this year weren't quickly explainable. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that would be a really cool episode to do in the future.
3: Also something I hope we do more, and this is for y'all in the loop listeners, um, is I would love to really like hear from people and spend more time like getting to know like what people would want us to look into and to like talk about um because i think we have a lot of like i think civic duty is a club with kind of a unique position that like we could talk to a lot of different people both i think we focus a lot off campus which is interesting but i also think we could be doing more to like engage and educate on groups on campus and events and things that happen so let us know what y'all want to hear about we love your opinions
2: is there a place they can reach us if they want to tell us hmm. to do an episode on something i don't know
3: connor are we on every social media platform
2: you know lauren i think we might be
3: well <laughs> heck <laughs> to find us on social media and give us your opinions search in the Loop Rice on instagram twitter facebook even snapchat we're everywhere we will engage with you on any social media platform you already have my email address Please talk to me. I also am lonely. <laughs> aren't
0: we all? Aren't we all? Okay, well, um, maybe in a little bit of like a. I mean, because it is in fact our last episode, we being Leia and I, because we are graduating. Um, Rice didn't like catch us off guard, fail us in a course.
1: Still TBD. Still TBD. <laughs> I you know will
0: not either. fail. You'll be fine, Leia. You'll oh, be you fine. You haven't seen my but But. <laughs> <laughs> God Leia what do you what are you gonna be doing after this year what 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 does the future hold for Leia
1: um, as I may or may not have alluded to earlier I'm gonna be doing Teach for America for the next two years so I'll be teaching in a high school um, here in Houston working um, teaching math, and hopefully providing. <laughs> I saw the face that you just made. I really like math. I think it's fun. I'm an econ major, <coughs> so, so I might be you know more predisposed to that. Um, <laughs> so I am really excited and also really scared. Um, but mostly really excited. How about you?
0: You're gonna be a great teacher. I am very excited for that possible for you. You're a really fun person, and I hope inspire a lot of high I don't
1: think that teenagers age. think that I'm fun though. Like I have a 16 year old sister and she doesn't think But I'm I think fun. you're like teacher
3: fun. like yeah. teachers, <laughs> But like teachers who are fun in a way that I'm genuinely like you're fun. That makes me very nervous. Yeah. But like when it's like a teacher fun where it's like you have fun with like your friends who are your age. Yeah. Like that's and like I feel like you're just very personable and you like want to like help and get to know people. Yeah. I think that's. And as
2: your O week child I can attest you were a pretty good mentor role. You're um, gonna be good. Accept our compliments.
1: No. Yes. Ah, no, ah, stop that. Ah.
0: We're here. I'm not here for self-deprecation. I never have been,
2: and I never will be.
1: Cool. Unless
2: it's done a done. comedy. <laughs> <The> self-deprecation <laughs> jokes are hilarious.
0: Okay.
1: Nishak, what are you going to be doing next year?
2: Well,
0: I'll be shipping myself off to Chicago in July to start consulting. I'm going to be doing mergers and acquisitions consulting, um, not teaching children. Um, But... Honestly, in my life, I've realized that, like, because... And for you listeners, I would like to do this right now. I would like to just spell the title and the idea of, quote-unquote, selling out. Because, first of all, I did not sign a contract to do anything. I did not, like, sign a contract. I did not sell out on anything. But selling out is this idea that, like, you're giving up doing something amazing to make money. um, Because it's better to make money. Or, like, you're signing up to do something awful just because you need a paycheck at the end of the day. I'm not a big fan of that because I think change and good change can happen in any aspect or any setting. So what I want to do with my job and what I'm hoping to do is get on projects with companies that really care about their customers, care about what they're doing, and trying to make a change, not even like business-wise, but also socially. And with that, like, Being at a company is a really good opportunity to inspire change within the company, to start different groups, to really um, inspire change and be the person that's going to say, I think this is not going well, or I don't think this is a particularly ethical thing, and to put your neck on the line to say that we should be better. So I'm hoping to, like in the midst of me, like staying up way too late to make a PowerPoint or trying to make a client happy with my um, presentation or whatever, to really inspire change in my company and really like make things happen and make a better company and hopefully through like rising through ranks or becoming like a person that's important in the company really inspiring my the company I end up at or the end the company I stay with to be a leader of change in the business world which is a really big world that's hard to change but it does take like a single person to like take that first step and say we're gonna make it happen so like in the midst of me trying to like consult and fly places and try and do, like, PowerPoints on a plane. I will also be a avid listener of In the at Rice, and I will also be, like, writing in. I'll be messaging Lauren on all of the social media <laughs> <videos>. Yes! <laughs> Finally! <laughs> we'll get
2: you on a phone and have please, you talk to us
0: honestly, during the recording. Honestly, please, like, I would fully, like, phone record with y'all. But, um, just, like, know that you, like, listeners out there, you can inspire change wherever you're at, in whatever community you're at, in every single action you do. It doesn't have to be um, grandstanding it doesn't have to be like even like I said call a representative it just has to be being a good person and deciding that being a good person is how change starts so I really hope that y'all do that and whatever y'all do when y'all start internships be that person who stands up for the um, group you're part of even if like being an intern is a scary position if you're going off to do research do research that's amazing it's gonna help somebody Um, anything you can do is an opportunity to make a good change happen in society
3: oh. I just I think I speak for everyone who listens and has been on in the loop when I say that we're going to seriously miss y'all next year both of you guys have done an amazing job just making at least me feel like very empowered and like I can sit here on this podcast and say what I think and like people and like expect people to listen which is kind of a big deal so from all of us thank y'all and for those of you listening if you can do math we are subtracting two people from our team Wow Do Lauren, you? you need to take over in my classroom next year? <laughs> wow. Wow, maybe. No. <laughs> Math 102, the budget is a no.
2: But at the same time, we're adding two new people, so look out for them in the That's next not season. where I was
3: going with that. <laughs> <laughs> where I was going was join the podcast. But we are adding new people. Long story short, we love people on the podcast. We love our team. And we are excited. If y'all have been listening and you love the podcast and you want to come on, even if there's just an issue you want to talk about and you don't necessarily want to like be on it all the time, please talk to me. Also, if you think it's really bad and you've been sitting there and you listened to an episode and you were like, that was terrible and they should be doing this, we welcome that as well. So just know that we are always available and you can join kind of at any time as long as you're willing to like come hang out with us and listen to us talk more than you have to to get through one episode. Thanks. Yeah.
0: So for the last time this year, and for the last time for Leah and I, do you want to take us out, Leah?
1: Um, as always, make sure that you check us out on our social media. Once again, In The Loop Rice. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure that you stay informed, stay connected. And, and stay in the loop! loop.